Hello, Divine Tribe. Welcome back to Planet Divinity, where we are growing, healing, and creating evolutionary change. In today's episode, I want to discuss relationships, how to be in a relationship when you've maybe gone through traumatic experiences in your past with your family or even traumatic experiences with other partners. But before we get into that, I'm going to be sharing today's affirmation with you guys, and it is, I am powerful. Today, my potential to succeed and conquer challenges is limitless. I absolutely love this affirmation. I actually started pulling the affirmations from this affirmation card deck. I got it from like five below and I've had it forever and who would have known it would be perfect for my podcast. So I'm just going to be pulling affirmation cards from my deck from now on because it always seems to be something that fits this episode and the powerful and uh, potential to succeed in conquered challenges is just amazing for this episode. It literally just like, I was kind of like picking it up and one fell out and I was like, oh, here it is. <laughs> and this is something that you need to have or something that is good to have um, power, you know, like self-power, inner power whenever you're dealing with certain things in your life. Because essentially everything is a relationship, right? We have relationships with every single thing in our life we even have a relationship with our bed (laughs) like it, it doesn't have to be with a person it can be also inanimate objects just like money how we have a either negative or positive relationship with money and that affects how we go about our day to day lives right so how how do we be or how can we sustain a healthy relationship when we've been through traumatic experiences how can we move forward and not take our baggage with us i think this is a very important topic to talk about because relationships are essentially everything in the world like i said we have a relationship with everything and i think it's important to have a healthy relationship with our ourselves first and heal our trauma first in order to successfully be in a relationship with another person you know i was talking I was talking to some people a couple days ago and they were saying how I'm never going to open up my heart again to people like I'm never going to love again or love another person again and I'm never going to just open myself up again and open my heart again and it's like how how do we expect to be how do we want love right we want love we want this relationship, we want to be loved, but we're not open. Our heart is not open to receiving that love. And we're closed off, right? We're closed off from the potential of having any other relationship just because we've got our heart broken in the past. And mind you, do not, I'm not saying that, you know, it's bad to have this mindset. You know, some some instances are very, it's like very very valid to feel that way. It's very valid to feel like, oh, like I had my heart broken, like I was crushed in this relationship. So it's going to be hard for me to go into another relationship and love somebody with my 100%. So I get where they're coming from. But at the same time, it's like, what if we do the healing work? What if we sit down and think about what was within us? right? What was within us that attracted that relationship in the first place? Because it takes two to tango, you guys. As much as I want to say like, oh yeah, the other person, like they really screwed me over. They broke my heart and they were just terrible. There is also something within us that attracted that relationship in the first place. Some relationships, well, I'm not going to say some, all relationships 
are meant to be in our lives to help us grow or help us um, evolve in some way. And sometimes that includes heartbreak. Sometimes we have to get our heart broken in order for us to be that person that we want to be for our future partner. We have to go through these trials and tribulations so that when we get to that person, when we get to the relationship that we actually want in our lives that is sustainable, we're going to be like, wow, this defeats any other relationship I've, I've been in. This this beats it. This is what I've been working on. This is what I've wanted my whole entire life. And I, I want you guys to get to that point. I'm trying to get to that point. So like, how do we, how can we grow and evolve as human beings and heal ourselves so that we are perfect? We are a perfect partner for our perfect partner. And I'm not going to say, I mean perfect as in like, not literal, <laughs> not literal terms, because of course nothing is perfect, but I feel like it really takes deep healing inner work. And that's why you will hear me talk about shadow work a lot on this podcast, because shadow work is essentially integrating the self, the part of ourselves that we find or we deem unacceptable or the parts of ourselves that we kind of cast away in the shadows, right? That's why it's called shadow work, because we are bringing all of the unconscious to the conscious mind and we are working on some of the things that we have that we uh, like what is the word that we have attracted the relationships in our life we have to work on those things to figure out why we even attracted that relationship in the first place and i'll give you an example i have actually talked about this a lot on my um well not a lot but i did a whole story time on it on my tiktok but i will share it on here too just in case you guys don't want to um go through all the parts because this was before tiktok made the 10 minute videos so i literally had to post like 10 three minute videos you guys i'm probably going to go back and redo those story times like 10 minutes so that way it's not like go to part one go to part two go to part 11. <laughs> so basically i had gotten into this relationship at a very very young age like i feel like i've been in adult relationships since I was like what I would say like 14 14 15 13 I don't know it was around there it was like around middle school and that is a very young age to be getting in relationships that's a very young age to be even dealing with relationships at that point I should be going out playing being a kid but obviously I had a lot of trauma and I had a lot of things that I was going through and I had deep insecurities within myself. So I was always going out and seeking for external validation. And I had ended up meeting this guy off of these apps, these various apps that I was on all the time. And I was just constantly seeking for someone to validate me and be like, oh my gosh, you're, you're the most beautifulest thing I've ever seen. And you know, like, I'm going to take care of you. Like, basically, I was looking for something that my parents were not. And I had ended up attracting this relationship into my life. Um, he was basically a pedophile. And I met him when I was like, 14, I believe. And we ended up being in like a three year relationship. And then like, even when I say that, it's still so crazy to me to even think that I was 14 years old. And I've and I was in a relationship for almost, I wouldn't even call it a relationship. Like, I just don't know what else to call it. We were together for almost three years. And I would like 
sneak out of my house to go and see this person like I would be over at his house all the time and he would treat me like I was his kid he would like go out and buy me clothes he would buy me food we would go out on dates quote-unquote and he was and he ended up being very controlling down to the fact of like oh you can't wear certain things you can't hang around certain people I don't like your friends and I would try to I would try to get my friends to like meet him or like hang I would try to get them to like like all hang out and not realizing the fact that like this is so weird like (laughs) like I'm pretty sure all of my friends were like oh my god like what is this girl doing this is so weird this is like a grown-ass man and you're sitting over here trying to get me to hang out with him at the mall and it's like he didn't like them because like he was so much older and like it, it was just a whole thing and I had lied about my age like for a like almost the whole entire time and it's like but you could tell that I was younger I think I said I was like 16 and he was like 19 at the time so throughout the relationship I was 14 he was 19 but I told him I was 16 and then we and then he was like 19 20 21 and then I was 14 15 16 so you can kind of see the dynamic there and there were just red flags all over the place like I wouldn't tell him where I went to school and then like I had to sneak out of my house and I couldn't do certain things that older people or people that were 16 could do and I was just a lot more restricted and so he could and I wouldn't even like show him my birth certificate or anything like or I didn't have an ID like I would I'd had no idea how to drive and like most people that were 16 you know knew how to drive at that time and it was just like little little things here and there. And so, like I said, he put me through a lot of stuff and he treated me like I was an actual adult. And it just, and of course, the, not talk about like the the sexual stuff that, that, that was what the whole relationship was based on. So I was opened up to that at a very young age as well. And like I said, he just expected me to know things and do things like how someone who was his age would do like just putting a lot of priorities on me and just treating me like I was his age when he knew damn well I wasn't and even when I had like he had even taken me to meet his family and his family was like how old are you like how like you look like a kid and it just it was all bad and so I was basically damaged from that relationship and it affected me for a very long time because I felt like I had to give something to somebody in order for them to love me or I had to chase after somebody and I had to I needed somebody that was that was my mindset at that time it's like I need somebody I need this person and I'm not going to be okay without them and you know I have to do what they say I have to be a certain way for them to love me And I'm pretty sure some of you, to a certain extent, have felt this way before, especially if you've gone through trauma, because this is how this is how we get our needs met. Our needs weren't met as a kid Our well, for me, especially my parents weren't really around. They didn't care as much because, as you can see, (laughs) I got myself into a whole three year relationship with somebody and they didn't even figure out figure it out until like maybe a year or two after. And I still had ended up talking to him anyways. So it was like they didn't really pay that much attention to me. They didn't really give me the love and validation I needed. So I went out looking for it somewhere and I got very, very traumatized by it. And, you know, this was something that 
I really had to work through because in my mind, I loved him. Like in my mind, that was, I was supposed to be with him. And like, even though it wasn't ideal, it wasn't perfect. Like we were just meant to be together. And I, and I thought he loved me so much. And it's just like, I kind of, me personally, I tossed out all the red flags as well. Like all the girls in his phone or him talking to other people, him literally trying to get me into a polygamous relationship. Like guys, it was, (laughs) it was the whole nine. Like I really felt like an adult in this relationship. And it took me a long time to actually see that he was grooming me and that it wasn't something that was going to ever last. It was just, it was just something that I had attracted into my life because of my ideals at that time. And I'm not saying that, oh, it's all my fault and that, you know, of course it's not my fault, but at to some extent, I do have to take accountability because I did attract that relationship from the beliefs and the ideals that I had about myself and of course with trauma and everything and then um so i really had to do the work on that i had to go to therapy i had to do my shadow work i had to really figure out and i didn't even do this until i didn't start doing this until my second relationship so this was even after him i kind of just was like okay that is what it is and i would still contact him here and there just to be like oh i know you still want me like cuz he wanted me to like like I said, he didn't know my age until I moved um, to Michigan. And then I had ended up telling him because I was a whole state away. I used to live in Texas. And so I didn't end up telling him until I moved to Michigan. And I was like, hey, I'm actually like 16 right now. And I'm not, what, 18 or 17. So yeah, he, uh, no, actually I was 15. I was like, yeah, I'm actually 15. I'm not like 17 because he thought I was 17 and I was actually 15 at that time. And he's like, oh, shit. And then he didn't talk to me for like a day. And then afterwards, he started talking to me again. And he was like saying some really, really creepy, disgusting stuff that I'm not going to mention on here. But he was basically okay with it. And he actually liked it. And it was just bad. And so um, I didn't stop talking to him until like I was maybe like 16. I didn't stop talking to him until I was like 16. And then I had ended up getting into another relationship like months later. And this one was just as bad, if not worse. <laughs> I mean, of course, pedophilia is like terrible, but this relationship was terrible as well. And he treated me like absolute dog doo-doo on the side of the walk. <laughs> Wait, on the side of the street, <laughs> not the walk. But he treated me so bad, you guys. And like, it, we cheated on each other and it just... He lied to me all the time. He used me for sex, just like the other person did. And you can see, like, the correlation. I I could put together the pieces of how that relationship and the relationship that I got into shortly after was kind of similar in some ways of the way that I was being treated and the way that I carried myself and how that reflected back to me in those relationships. So I could see the pattern going on and... It was so toxic. He would call me out my name. He would call me a whole bunch of B words. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on the podcast. I don't want to get monetized or whatever, but he would call me all of these things. He would treat me like crap. And then um, he ended up leaving and um, he, he had like made this whole story about how he wanted to work on a relationship and go to couples therapy and oh my gosh, we're going to work this out. And then he ended up moving to Pennsylvania and knew that he was moving this whole the whole entire time and then tried to make it seem like he had to 
knowing damn well he didn't and so that relationship ended and that really caused me to be like hey there's a pattern going on here and something needs to change or else I'm going to keep attracting these relationships into in my life and that was for the first time ever I decided hey I'm gonna be single I'm not going to be involved with men anymore and at that point it was a really really hard decision for me to make because that was something that I've dealt with my whole life like I started talking to guys at like age nine you guys like I was on these websites I was on these chat rooms and that basically consumed my life for a very long time so it was kind of difficult for me to make the decision of like I'm not going to talk to these men anymore and I'm going to be by myself and that was scary to me it was scary to think about the fact that I had to sit there with my own thoughts and I couldn't drown it out with somebody else I didn't have anybody to tell me that I'm beautiful. I didn't have anybody to lift me up when I was down. I I had to do the work myself. I had to look within and be okay by myself. And I'm not going to lie. For some people, it might seem easy, but this was so hard for me. This was so hard for me. But I I looked in the mirror. I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, you're never going to go through this again. I will never get treated like this again. And then I didn't. I, sorry for that loud noise out there if you heard that. <laughs> I think that was like a truck or something. But I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, I will never go through this again. I refuse. And I didn't. I actually sat down and did the work and I made a whole list of what boundaries I wanted in my next relationship. And I did a whole bunch of shadow work. I started journaling again. And I, at that point, I couldn't journal. Like, I hadn't journaled for years and then now I almost filled up like five journals. It's become a habit. I literally love talking to myself now and I just to see the progress that I've grown through and that I have changed and evolved so much and now I am okay with being by myself. I'm okay with listening to myself. I love myself. I can say that with confidence and that's a point where I want you guys to be. I don't want you guys to be you know, closed off because I feel like my heart, my heart is still open. Like even though I've been through some crappy relationships and I could totally be like, you know what, after this, I'm not getting into another relationship. F men, all men are like this. That's not a good ideal to have because if you listen to my previous episodes, we attract what we are. So if you are closed off to relationships and you think that all men are like this, all men are trash, they're all the same, they're just going to hurt me, they're going to do all of this and that, X, Y, and Z, well, what do you think they're going to do? Based on your ideals and based on what you're telling yourself, what do you think they're going to do and can they even do any different if you don't believe that they can? That's not something that, that's not a healing mindset and that's not something that you should be sticking with because it's not going to get you what you want. At the end of the day, we all desire deep love and deep, like, we want someone to care for us. We want someone to love us. And I feel like uh, this may sound so cliche, but it really does come from within you guys. You you have to offer yourself so much love. And I'm not saying that I fully love myself and there's no insecurities that I have and that there's nothing that I don't love about myself. Of course, I'm still, everybody's still healing. Nobody's completely 100% healed. I'm still going through things. I'm still working on my self-esteem, but it's the fact that like, I forgot what I was saying before I I just went off into that. (laughs) 
I just went off to that tangent and I'm like, wait, where was I going with this? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay, getting getting back on track. Um let me think for a second. Okay, yeah. So you you have to really like just do the work. I don't even know if that's what I was saying before, but I'm just gonna get back on the topic. Um you have to really sit down and love yourself first. Okay, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Okay. <laughs> you have to love yourself first and truly and like give so much love to yourself that you have no choice but to like exude love to others. And that's not even just in romantic relationships. This is platonic relationships as well, because friends, you can also attract friends that are very toxic and that aren't really good for you as well based off your mindset so it's something that you give to yourself first and start doing little things like taking yourself out on dates like I had to learn how to do this like take myself out on dates even if guys I had no car if you go on my YouTube channel like I was I said in my very first podcast like or maybe the second episode I was like I posted a YouTube video and it was crap it was complete garbage but guess what that YouTube video was guys it was me taking out me taking myself out on a self-care date and i walked you guys i walked in the snow i'm not i'm not even playing like i'm not trying to sound like one of those parents who are like i walked five miles in the snow just to get to school but guys i really walked five miles just to take myself out on a date not literally but i did walk i didn't have a car and I still walked and I got myself, I went, took myself to Barnes and Noble and I bought myself some books. It was very healing for my inner child because my inner child loved um, reading and just being in bookstores. That was something that was healing for me. So I literally walked, I took my ass and I walked and then I caught the bus the rest of the way because I didn't know how to take the buses at that point. Because when I got back, I realized that I just could have took the bus the whole entire way. But I digress. (laughs) I took myself out on a self-care date and that is something, there's no excuses. Like if I don't even have a car, it was snowing. Like I was freezing. I had to keep making stops inside. Like there's no excuses. And if you want to do something, you are going to do it. So start taking yourself out on dates, whatever you like to do, whatever your inner child likes to do. That's something that's really important is connecting to your inner child. And I'm probably going to make a podcast, another podcast episode on that on how to connect with your inner child. I'm actually going to write that down as we speak and while I keep talking because I don't want to forget. But do little things for yourself, like buy yourself flowers, take yourself out on dates, go to the movies by yourself, figure out what you like to do, figure out what makes you happy um, and what lights you up inside and give that to yourself. Tell yourself, I love you. Tell yourself, I'm here for you and that I am going to be here for you. And just literally, it's so, it's just like the greatest gift that you can give yourself is when you love yourself and that you genuinely do things for yourself out of the kindness of your heart. And that is something that is going to help you in relationships because then that releases the codependency. I had a big problem with codependency. And if you look up like, um, I know there's like attachment styles. I had like the anxious or something like codependent attachment style. Um, I can also link down a a quiz if you guys want to take and see what your attachment style is but this can tell you and give you a lot of information on how your attachment style relates to how you are in relationships so I will give you that guy I will give you guys that resource as well as some books 
you know, I always give you guys some books on what from my episode that relates to my episode. So I would definitely give you guys some books as well. I actually, I wanted to read this book. It's called um, Why Men Love B Words. <laughs> it was popular on TikTok and I wanted to get it for the longest time. So I'll link it and I actually might get it and then I'll tell you guys how the book is because it looked very good. Um, and it was like from um, how to stop being a doormat to men or something like that. It, it sounded really good. But yeah, as always, I will link that for you guys in the description. But your attachment style can definitely tell you or give you a clue into how your past and how your parents were raised and how they treated you affects how your relationships are. And I actually read something that was like, you kind of attract like what your parents are. So like, you see how the dynamic of the pedophile that I was with when I was young. And I don't know if I've ever said this either, but my mom had me when she was 13 and my dad was almost in his 30s. So that, that was a pedophile. <laughs> like, I hate to say it, like that was a pedophile relationship. And she had me when she was really young and I'm so glad I didn't go down the same path, but I was there. So I feel like we definitely do attract relationships that are the relationship that our parents had, because that is like the first kind of love that we see growing up. So definitely like do some shadow work on what did you see whenever your parents were um, together? Like what was your relationship like? Were your parents divorced? Like how did they still, how did they treat you whenever they were divorced? Like really dig deep into how your parents treated each other and then look at your relationships in your life and see how you're being treated and how that correlates. Because that's also going to give you another tip on how you can heal from relationships. And, um, but I think it's very, very important that we still keep our hearts open regardless of how heartbroken our hearts are or how we got heartbroken in the past because we can always, we, we can always change within first and then attract something different. And I promise you, whenever you start the healing work or if you already are on your healing journey and you're trying to attract somebody I promise you they're going to come and they're going to love you 10 times harder than that person ever could, 10 times better than that person ever did. And it, it doesn't seem like it in the moment because I remember when I was like still in that relationship, that three-year one, and I was like, I guys, it felt like my heart was like literally tearing into pieces in that relationship. Like I genuinely felt like I love this person. And so I get it. I completely get it on why it's hard to leave relationships. You know, um, there's a study that said it takes a woman seven times or something like that, like seven times to leave an abusive relationship. And although I was never abused, like physically hit in relationships, I understand because it's hard when you feel like this person loves you, even though like, you know that they're not. I've been in narcissistic relationships, like mentally and verbally abusive relationships so it's like I I get the mental battle of like trying to forget this person but at the same time feeling like you need them and so I'm on your side here I I understand completely how it feels if you are on the other end of trying to get out of a toxic relationship or going back to a toxic relationship I completely get you like you are not alone sorry I had to get some water <laughs> Oh my god, these rela- these um these podcast episodes are getting easier and easier to do. Like I swear, I just start talking and then it's like just boom boom boom. Like I'm getting so much better at this. Like that's so off topic, but like I feel so proud of myself because 
when I first started my first episode, I was like, oh my god, like, I don't even know what to say, and then I recorded, like, 10 times, and, like, I had to keep recording over and over again, and I was getting frustrated, but now I'm just blowing this shit out the water, like, (laughs) I'm blowing it out the water, I'm making boom, 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 episode after episode, and I'm a podcaster slash influencer, so that's some tremendous growth for me, like, I'm really so, I'm, like, proud of how far I've come, because I've posted consistently for four weeks now so this is the the fourth episode yay so if you have been listening consistently or if no one has been listening consistently doesn't matter because you will eventually (laughs) um I've been listening consistently so but if you actually have been listening consistently I appreciate you so much and you're a real one like whenever this podcast blows up you're gonna be like yo I was OG like I listened to all your episodes and I'm gonna know I'm gonna know if you're being fake or not. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna know if you're being fake or not because I'm gonna be like, which episode did I say that in? Like, I said that in the episode. Which one was it? And then, I, and then I'm gonna be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no. Besides the point, healing in your relationship, giving that love to yourself—that is the most important thing. And I understand how hard it can be and how um, difficult it is to try to open your heart up to another relationship when you have gotten your heart broken in the past. But patience is another thing I was going to say. Patience. Don't, this is, this is actually a mistake that I've made every single time. Um, I've gotten to like little relationships after that, because I remember I did start trying to like get back into the dating scene after I had broken up with my last like year relationship with, um, another toxic person I had tried getting into the dating scene back again and I just remember like trying to find my soulmate in every single person and I know some of you guys are going to relate to me on this because y'all it's real it's real it's like it's the fact of like wanting to be loved so bad and this is where I was like I still had um troubles like being by myself and like I still had those self-esteem issues there so when I did go back into the dating scene I was like trying to find that soulmate and everybody and it was never that person like it was literally never that person I would like I would like look for little signs and synchronicities around that person and like I would do tarot readings and be like oh my god like spirits said this is my person and then like spirits like no we did not say that girl and I think it's like just my own perception and like just trying to find my person in every person and that is something that like I have to be patient on because even though I tried to like that's the thing I tried to to find the person in every single person and I tried to make the person fit and that's where it never worked because deep down I knew that that was not my person because if I have to make it fit and I have to make you try to be my person when you're not my person it's it just never the feelings were off it was never right like I I feel like when we truly meet the person that we're supposed to be the be with we're gonna feel it instantly like first sight like I, I lay my eyes on you and I'm like yeah that's my person but I never felt like that I never felt that way with any other of my relationships so I'm like okay yeah this is where I need to slow down and I need to be patient because and stop and don't if you did the same thing don't try to look for your person and every single person that you date don't date just to um 
find that person or find your soulmate because it's literally when we're not looking for it it's when we're we're trying to focus on ourselves and when we love ourselves that's when we find our person because now we're like okay I'm actually loving myself and I'm putting in the work to love myself and it comes out of nowhere you guys it literally comes out of nowhere and it's gonna take you by surprise and you're going to be literally like on your knees like not literally but like it's that's just how it's gonna feel and that's based on the research that i've done i haven't found my person yet y'all i'm still i'm still out here but (laughs) that's okay though because i'm willing to wait that's the thing i'm willing to be patient because i would rather wait a lifetime and be with the person that i that my soulmate i would rather wait a freaking lifetime than go through any of the other relationships that i've been in like why waste my time i'm the type of person where it's like I want to be with the person I'm supposed to be with. I want to be with my other half. Like, I don't care about serial dating or any of that. Like, that's also another, um, if you do have a problem with, you know, dating a lot of people at the same time, that's also another, like, commitment issues. It's commitment issues, and it's another thing that we need to heal on and we need to work on. But I would rather stay by myself, and I would rather do the healing work so that way when my person does come in, then it's, like, amazing. And of course, it's not going to be perfect, but it is going to be way better than any of the relationships that I've ever been in. So definitely be patient, do the healing work, and understand that even though you've been through many of things and you've probably had a lot of relationships that have hurt you, know that if you're patient and you you actually do the work and figure out why you have attracted those relationships in the first place, then I promise you, you will be on your way to having and sustaining healthy relationships make sure that whenever you whenever you do this work make sure that you have a clear idea of what you want in a relationship make sure you write down what you are are willing to accept and where you're not willing to accept and know that these things are always going to change because we're always changing so definitely this is like a frequent practice make sure that you always know your needs and how your needs need to be met what type of um love what is it? Um, how you re- love languages? Like, what's your love language? And I can also link a quiz for that too if you want to find that out. I know mine is like quality time and like gifts, I think. I don't know. I, I think I have to retake the test as well. So I also link that for you guys if you want to check that out. But yeah, like always um, be patient. And I don't know where I was going with that. So I was just like, okay, be patient. <laughs> um so yeah I definitely have been through the ringer with relationships and I'm pretty sure you guys have too because you wouldn't I am so sorry if you guys are hearing what's going on outside my window I literally live by a street and I need to get a better microphone but that's okay because this is just me starting out I'm going to be getting a better microphone soon I promise but with that being said I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode I hope you learned something and I hope that you can take the tools that I've given you within this episode and at least maybe this has pushed you in the direction of wanting to open your heart up again and know that there is a better relationship for you guys. So please make sure to leave a rating also if you guys like this episode and let me know what other episodes you guys are interested in or anything else that you guys want me to talk about and I will see you next week. Bye Divine Tribe!